What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Well, That Was Easy. It's your boy, Jason. I'm back in the building. What I mean by that is it's been a long time since I put out any new content, I believe since February. But again, hopefully you guys forgive me. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Like, is that deep with us? But uh, hopefully it will be. Um, you know, life gets busy. I was in a class or two and... Um, the days fly by, and as they say, time waits for no man. So hopefully you guys have been taking care of yourselves, and you guys have been taking advantage of your time. You know, just remember, uh, time is your life, you know. That's something you won't get back. So uh, I just encourage you to make the most of it. And again, this is the podcast of, well, that was easy. Just something that you listen to. And hopefully we can affirm some things that you already know or that you learned something that you didn't know before, you know. Um, shout out to everyone who's still listening to the carnivore diet. And that's kind of gone worldwide. And I'm not bragging. It's gone overseas. And I believe that's a blessing. And if that has blessed you, that carnivore diet, let me know. Uh, email me at jhutch30yahoo.com. That's J-A-Y-H-U-T-C-H. 3-0 at yahoo.com and uh, let me know if that's helped you and you're reversing your type 2 or at least keeping your blood sugar low and controlling it without meds or if it's helped your inflammation or weight loss or whatever the case may be. I've seen um, uh, UFC fighter Chad Mendez, I, I believe, no, 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 I believe it's true, He uh, his eczema went away and He's been all kind of creams and pills, but the diet got rid of it. But anyway, um, and all the other episodes, there's stuff on there about prayer. You guys already know that uh, I'm a pastor of a small church as well. So uh, there's there's prayer on there. Um, just other things, check them out if you got the time. I know people like listening to people talk while they're at work, or some of you have long commutes to work and just like to tune into something. And uh, again, thank you. Everyone who, who's been tuning in to this. And it's, again, it's good to be back. And again, the intent of the show is because as I look around and check out our society, where we live, where our kids are going to grow up, you see it declining. I mean, we're arguing over stuff that should have been common sense for most. But, you know, there are those who want to make arguments for things we kind of shake our heads at. And also, not of just those things, but all kinds of things. And if we're not careful, we will be destroyed. Uh, again, Hosea 4.6 is kind of the uh, Bible verse of this whole podcast. It's, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you. And that's what God told his own people. And um, they ignore... Uh, the rules, the laws of God, and uh, they went on, some of them went on to be destroyed. And uh, I feel in this day and time that we are being destroyed. For instance, the diet part, you know, uh, we're on the go and we can rationalize and reason on why we eat the way we eat. And some of you didn't know about the carnivore diet, and I didn't either. So again, we're being destroyed, you know, We're, we're a sick nation for it. Um, and in the instances, we can go on, on and on and on. And I'm sure you have some of your own. 
Excuse me there, I get some water. A uh, lot's been going on since uh, I've last put out any content. You know, uh, COVID, whatever you want to call it. The Rona, Corona. Uh, hopefully you guys have been taking care of yourselves. And the beautiful thing about the whole uh, COVID thing, again, it goes back to what you didn't know. Uh, you just take care of yourself. Uh, you, you'll You'll battle it better. They found out 80% of those people who went to the ER and um, stuff like that, 80% of them were obese. They were overweight. So uh, I've seen a video. I I put a lot of stuff out on my Facebook. There's Jason Hutchinson on Facebook if you want to look me up. No important, but I put a lot of content. A lot of stuff I share. I share. Uh, Video of Fauci before... uh, the whole uh, COVID thing avalanche. He talked about, uh, you know, don't wear the mask. It's theater. Uh, just there to make you feel good. He goes, you know, uh, go outside, exercise, take care of yourself, eat good. He said, that's the way to battle it. And guess what? The best way to battle it is to get some sun, eat right exercise what you should be doing again if we don't know that we will be destroyed and unfortunately uh, a lot of people were destroyed from whatever they released in the air on us you know so uh, I don't want to go down that road yet you know that's a whole uh, another can of worms but uh, again just good to be back Again, so much stuff to cover. So many things we talk about. You know, there, there's just a lot. Uh, I also do drain cleans and plumbing. Uh, work for myself. And uh, so many things I see as you drive around, you know. So many things you shake your head at. And again, this whole thing isn't just of what we dislike. And I want you to know what I love to. Speaking of love, today we're going to talk about love. What what the Bible says about love right we all have or we all like to think we know what love is i think a lot of us can uh relate to forrest gump right i may be stupid but i know what love is you know he was stupid but he thought he knew what love is and i'm the same way you know i i think i know what love is but one thing i found interesting is i went on the internet and punched in love's definition let me read a couple couple of these definitions of love it, one is an intense feeling or deep of deep affection babies fill parents with feelings of love which is which is good i'm not hating on none of these definitions uh number three a person or thing that one love she was the love of his life in verb wise a feel deep affection for someone he loved his sister dearly and the last one here I'll read off is uh, like or enjoy very much. I just love dancing. And uh, I read those off because their definitions of love is to uh, the person, you know, to the uh, individual. And they're not wrong, but where we heading today is dangerous because of individualism and uh, 
some of you guys didn't know Chuck Colson, you know, he was part of the Nixon Watergate uh, problem. You know, he went to jail. You know, he wrote a book called uh, the, the Dark Ages of the Night. I'm probably misquoting that. But uh, just one of the books I read while I took time off. And um, he defined individualism as basically this. I'm just going to uh, paraphrase it. Individualism, individualism is this, that people want to minimize pain and maximize pleasure. So again, individualism. The best way I can define it is someone who wants to the individual to minimize pain and maximize pleasure. And you see it all over, right? You no matter where you look, everywhere. You know, especially pleasure. You know, people want to live in pleasure. And you already know, especially as old heads, you know, I'm 41, I'm old. Pleasure. You can't have pleasure all the time it's just not going to happen and uh, someone's going to be neglected someone's going to be hurt when you try to live in constant pleasure all the time you know one song that comes to my head is uh guns and roses uh the the verse he goes when you're high you never Ever want to come down, down. Anyway, I can't sing, but you get what I'm saying. And if you've been high, you know, if you've been on drugs before, that's one thing you know that when you're high, you never, ever want to come down. But the reality is that you got to come down. You're going to come down and that's the part you hate. You know, that's the part you're going to hate the most. And, you know, uh, I know what it's like to be on uh pain pills, you know, and overdo it. You just don't want to come down. You're afraid to come down. It's going to hurt. So again, when I read that book, I was like, this blew me away. You know, as simple as it can be. Individualism is the individual who looks to minimize pain and maximize pleasure. And if you look at what love is and the definitions and, you know, someone may argue, well, that's not love to me. You know, uh, they can't be wrong. For, I'm not saying you're wrong, but as I look at these definitions, it's definitely to the person, you know. Um, so many routes we can go. I don't want to bunny trail too much. But today I want to talk about love and um, what the Bible says about love. And I'm just going to be in First John chapter 3. Uh, starting with verse 16. Again, that's 1 John, not John, but 1 John. That's towards the back. Chapter 3, verse 16. And he, this is what he says. He says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth, right? So uh, the first statement he makes is, by this, we know love. So by this, we know love. You know, I've asked the con my congregation, do you know what love is? You know, could you come up here and define what love is and tell us what love is? And I'm sure given the chance, they, they would come up and uh, just say something, you know, what it means to them or what they think. But um, 
in this context in the Bible here, by this we know love. John shares us that. We should know love by this. How? By this part. Here we go. I'll get to it. That he laid down his life for us. Who? Jesus. Because of Jesus, we know what love is. By this, that Jesus laid down his life for us. Who is Jesus? You know, uh, in the book of Mark, this is what the demons, the demon-possessed people, when they seen Jesus roll up, these demons-possessed <laughs> people, the demon side of the human body uh, would run up to Jesus, not to fight, but out of fear. They would say, these are the names they were calling Jesus, the Holy One of God, Son of the Most High God. The names they were calling Jesus, the Holy One of God, Son of the Most High God. Him, by this, we know love that Son of the Most High God, Holy One of God, will lay down His life for us. Him going to the cross to die for our sins in order that we would be reconciled back to God. So the Holy One of God, the Son of God, went and died on the cross for the unholy ones, me, those who are not sons of God, me. And when I say me, and I'm not putting myself down, it's just that this was love to the undeserving, the unthankful, the rebellious, and that was me. And sometimes today, that is me. And that, those same things, undeserving, unthankful, rebellious, is what keeps us separated from God. It's unholy nature. And we have to remember, God's a holy God. You know, some people say, He's a God of love. You know, He is. But first and foremost, He's holy. And well, where do you get that? In the Bible, it says there, uh, right now before the throne, there, uh, a lot of angels saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So again, he's holy, but one of his best attributes is he's love also. You know, so understand again, let me get back to this. By this, we know love. By this, that the Holy One of God, the Son of the Most High God, laid down his life for us, the undeserving, the unthankful, the rebellious. That is love. So, again, do you know what love is? And a lot of us could have said, just like these definitions, you know, it's, uh, it's the babies feel parents with love, feelings of love, right? His love for football. Uh, she was the love of his life. You know, he, he loved, she loved dancing. You know, again, that just goes back to the individual, to the individual, uh, and the, I'm sure there there are uh, factors in why they love dancing. You know, they they're losing weight. You know, uh, they're good at it. It props them up. You know, it's it's good for them. You know, he he loved his sister dearly. You know, a lot of us do. Some of you don't. <laughs> Some of us don't love 
you know, you might be arguing, whatever the case, you know, she was the love of his life. And I don't know in what context that is, she's passed or what, but I'm just going through these examples of what the internet gave a love. His love for football. Why did he love football? Because he was a couch potato and he knew what bets to place. I don't know, whatever the case may be. But again, it goes back to the individual. But the Bible is saying something different. By this we know love. By this. And that by this is that the Holy One of God, Son of the Most High God, would lay down his life for the undeserving, the unthankful, the rebellious, right? You know, to lay down one's life for the sake of another is to set oneself to seek the good of that person at all cost, even at the cost of life itself. Listen to that again. To lay down one's life for the sake of another is to set oneself to seek the good of that person at all costs, even at the cost of life itself. And there's no greater example than that, than the one who, who is the Holy One, Son of the Most High God, doing that exact same thing for the undeserving, for the unthankful, for the rebellious, you know, some of us would say, some of you probably would. You know, I'm not doubting that you would lay down your life for the sake of another. And to set oneself to seek the good of that person at all costs, even at the cost of life itself. But I'm saying more than likely that's going to be somebody that you know, that you already love. But this ain't what it's talking about. It's talking about, would you do that for someone who's undeserving, unthankful, even rebellious, you know? Um, one thing that comes to mind as I talk is uh, the movie The Outsiders I remember the scene um, you know Matt Dillon I forgot his name in there Pony Boy Johnny you know they're driving past that uh, church or school building right and it's on fire and these guys don't know these kids but you can probably think of other instances that happen in real life. But this is just this is the one that comes to mind. They run in there. And they help and um one of Dally. Dally gets hurt. You know, his arms hurt. Uh Johnny gets hurt the worst, right? You know? For trying to help those kids, you know, and he couldn't say he loved those kids, you know. And I'm sure. <laughs> Kids were undeserving, unthankful, even rebellious, right? But when the Bible says, by this, we know love. You know, can I say I know what love is? I, to this point, I can't. Because to love the undeserving, to love the unthankful, and to love the rebellious... It's hard for me to do. It's hard for me to do. And to even think about laying my life down for those people, for the sake of those people. I just can't. So I know what love is, my definition of love, right? But again, the Bible says, makes the same man. 
By this we know love, that the Holy One of God, Son of the Most High, Jesus Christ, would lay down His life for us, the undeserving, the unthankful, the rebellious. That is love, right? John uh, chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And we ought to do the same. You know, the Bible says for for someone who's upright and just, you know, would very rare somebody would lay down his life for someone who's good, right? So what's it like for those who, again, undeserving, unthankful, and rebellious? We we blow them off, you know. We we do that. We think about wherever you get your coffee in the morning or whatever. Whatever your drink, you know, there's that certain employee that you just don't like over there, you know, or wherever you shop for whatever, you know, there's just that one person you just don't like. And this is what the Bible's talking about. Like, would you, this is love that you would lay down your life for that person. Would you do that? And you know, in your heart of hearts, like, no, I won't. I don't even like him. So again, this is the Bible saying by this, we know love. That Christ would do just that because he did that for me. And I'm not saying for you guys because I'm not calling anyone undeserving. I'm thankful for rebellious. I'm saying me because that's just the truth. And even today I, I, I love his mercies because his mercies are new every morning. If I'm honest with myself. If I don't get a rain or have this... Bible put reins on my heart. I'll be un, uh, I'm undeserving. I'm unthankful or rebellious. I fit the shoes of that. And then I think of the truth that God's revelation through His Word that His Son, the Holy One, Son of Son of the Most High God, would go to the cross to die for me. Again, greater love had no one in this. And he laid down his life for us and we ought to do the same. So, um, again, I want you to think of those people that you just don't like. You know, whatever grocery store, they're there. They're all over the place, you know. The people on the end of the freeway, you know. You don't like them. I don't like him. He's able-bodied. He looks like he's 25. He needs to get off drugs. I don't like him. You know, and that's just how we feel. Like, would you would you die for that man? Heck no. I'm not, I won't even give him a dollar. What would I die for him? You know? And I'm not saying go out and give your money away till you're broke. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. But um, moving along. Verse 17. Again, 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? And again, the Bible, when he says brother, that's uh, everyone. Because the Bible says we're, we're all made in the image of God. The imagio Dei, the image of God. That, that's in all of us. But if any of you has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, 
yet closes his heart against him? How does God's love abide in him? You know, again, you know, the, the guy at the end, the woman, the guy, whoever at the end of the freeway that you see daily, you know, they're there daily. You know, I, I travel around in the city a lot and I see the same guys on the same, you know, exit ramp or on ramp. Um, again, if if any of you has the world's goods, you know, you know, few of us are called to die for our brothers. But in smaller things, we may show the same spirit and share whatever we have of the world's goods with a brother in need. And this is what he's talking about. You can share that same spirit by sharing whatever you have of the world's goods with a brother in need. You know, don't close your heart against him. You know, you know what's wild is... Uh, in a study of great civilizations that eventually meet their demise, there's a disturbing trend. And that trend is that uh, they live in abundance. They are very, this is society. They live in abundance. They're very comfortable in their abundance. And when that happens, they become apathetic towards their fellow man. Apathetic towards the Imagio Dei, those who are made in the image of God. They just stop caring for them. Why? Because they love their football. You know, they love their football games. You know, I, I was guilty of it before too. Like, hey, let me get a ride. Hey, you call, would you call Jason? Can't call him right now. You know, the, the Husker game's on. You don't bother them, you know. <laughs> I had a, I had a job, and I, I told her, oh, "Was Saturday work for you?" She's like, "I can't." Uh, you know, my, my husband's a big football fan, but again, that's just an example. But uh, that's scary to think, and this is America today. You see it, you see it around us. We've gotten comfortable in our abundance of things. You know, and the Bible teaches that life doesn't consist of the things you have, but this is where we are at. We love those things so much that our hearts, we close our hearts against those in need, right? Uh, being part of churches, and some of you, uh, maybe not in a church, but you might have done a food drive. How many people are so quick to give their cans of ugly away. I know it's food. Right? Give their cans of ugly away. You know? Who's bringing their best? Who's bringing their best, right? You know? This is what we're talking about. We close our heart against them. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them give them the scraps. I don't mind. I don't want the mixed vegetables. I don't want the green beans. Take those cans. I'm going to keep the raviolis. I'm going to keep the tuna. I'm going to keep the spam, right? The meat, you know? The one that, that has some some kind of, even though in a can, you know, there's some sustenance in there. But we do it in many ways. And again, few of us are called to die for one another. But in smaller things, we may show the same spirit 
and share whatever we have of the world's goods with a brother in need. So if you have those goods and you see someone in need, don't close your heart against them. Otherwise, how does God's love abide in you? How? And how could you with a uh, clear conscience say, it does abide in me? You know, that's probably the reason why people stay away from the word of God. You know, it's they don't like to hear things like that. And I'm not preaching at you, I'm with you. This is hard for me. Because I find my in many instances in life where I've closed my heart against somebody in need, you know. Moving along, verse eighteen. Again, First John, chapter three, start at verse sixteen. We're at eighteen now. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Love with words. Maybe, maybe. Genuine enough, but when not fulfilled in actions. Love with the tongue consists of hypocritical utterances with no truth in it. Let me say that again. Verse 18, he says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And some of us, um, again, we try love with words, maybe genuine enough, but is not fulfilled in actions. I think of, you know, divorced couples. I've seen a lot of divorced couples and um, say, I still love them. I just can't be with them. It's easy to say that, you know. Even for me as a pastor, you know, I could say, well, I, I love uh, Joanne. You know, Joanne's a lady, a sister in the church. You know, I love Joanne, but I hardly see Joanne throughout the week, just on Sundays. And if Joanne were to call me, hey, pastor, I know you have a pickup. And um, I need to get some stuff from Seven Day Furniture. And I tell her, No. No. But continue to see her. Like, yeah, I love Joanne, sister. I love you. You know, that's what that's talking about. And um, it ain't right. It's easier to say love with words and sound genuine about it. But is it fulfilled in action? You know, I'll read this next part again. Love with the tongue consists of hypocritical utterances with no truth in it. You know, and I know we don't need an illustration for that. We've all been there, you know, to get whatever you wanted from somebody or from some organization. You know, that just said whatever with no truth behind it. We are to be aware lest our love, we are to be aware lest our love stop. Stops at mere talk. And sometimes can be proven to be downright insincere. And I know that doesn't want to be none of us, you know. We want to be real, you know. We want to be 100. And I, and I always ask, according to who? 
You know, according to who? 100 to what? And here's what it comes down to. 100 to me. Again, it goes back to that individualism. You know, to the person. It's subjective to me, my feelings, whatever I'm feeling that day, you know. and It's wild, man. It's It's wild. And it's insincere. Moving along, John. First John chapter 3, we have verse 19. Again, we learn what love is. I hope you know. Again, he says, by this we know what love is. So after the day you go, someone goes, you know what love is? You go, yep. It's uh, Christ. Jesus dying for the undeserving. The unthankful, the rebellious. So that they can be reconciled back to God. For the chance to be reconciled back to God. That's love. So by this we know what love is. By this you know what love is. Verse 19. John makes a second statement. By this we shall know we are of the truth. And reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. So John says this. He makes the second statement. By this we shall know we are of the truth. What he's saying is, I want to be what he said in verse 16. I want to be that. I want to know that I am of the truth. I want to know that I am loving. I want to know that my heart is assured before God that I haven't, you know, shut down my goods to somebody in need. You know, I want to be assured that God's love lives in me. This is the second statement he makes. Verse 19, by this we shall know we are of the truth. Am I loving like Christ? How am I loving the ungrateful, the unthankful, the undeserving? How am I doing? By this I shall know I am of the truth. And I want my heart assured before God. Verse 20 says, For whenever our heart condemns us, right? For whenever our heart condemns us, Condemns me of what? Condemns you of this. Condemns you of not loving our brothers. That person at that store you hate so much. That you hate seeing. That co-worker you hate seeing. The one you you know you wouldn't lay your life down for them. The one you know you would... You wouldn't even help them on the side of the road. That's the person you talk about. That's the condemnation... That my heart is condemning me about. Because I know I, I can't love them. I don't want to. You know? Some of us are saying, well, I do. I I, I love Isaac. Isaac's my brother, by the way. <laughs> I love Lawrence. You know, again, it's more than just love is just loving my immediate family. Some of us are saying, well, I have friends I consider close. And I love them dearly. 
because we love the same coffee, the same diners, we're, we share the same views on politics, culture, and the direction of our country. Again, I emphasize it's more than just those who love us. You know, in Luke chapter 6, in verse 27, Jesus says this, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From the one who takes your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. This is what he meant by the, the condemning. Our hearts condemn us. And we... By this, uh, the second statement, by this we shall know where of the truth. And we are sure our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us, I want to be of the truth. Well, this is, you want to know you want to be of the truth? Is this is that you're of the truth. My heart is condemning me because I don't love my enemies. I don't love that coworker I hate. I hate how she looks. I hate how he dresses. I hate that he takes my parking spot. I, I know he does these little things to get under my skin or whatever the case may be. I know they don't like me, right? I know they're cursing me. That one who abuses me, I can't love them. The one who has hit me or who, who would strike me on the cheek. The one who begs, I can't love them. The heart condemns us of that. But I want to be of the truth. I want to be known as a child of God because the child of God is known by His love. What love? That's subjective to Him? No. By this, I know what love is. That I would, Christ laid down His life for the undeserving for that coworker who hates me, for the coworker who deliberately does things to get under my skin, for that worker at Walmart I hate, he's always giving me attitude. To love them, because I want to be of the truth. I want my heart assured before God. And as verse 20 says, for whenever our heart condemns us, Condemns you of that. Back to Luke chapter 6 verse 32. He says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies. Who is that? That co-worker you despise, you dislike so much. That in-law. That one at the end of the, the able-bodied young man who, 
who's on drugs, but he sits on the end of the the on-ramp. And you hate that he's able-bodied. Love your enemies. Do good. Lend. Expect nothing in return. And your reward will be great. You will be the sons of the Most High. For He is the Most High. For He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Verse 19, that second statement. By this we shall know where the truth. And we should our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us. Condemn us of what? Of all these things. Let me read the rest of verse 20 to you. God is greater than our heart. He knows everything. God knows that you're not loving those people, your enemies, the one you despise at work, that worker at family dollar, that young man at the end of the freeway. But you know you can't always be that way. Especially after hearing tonight what love is. Especially if you're a child of God, a professed Christian, and you haven't been loving, and you know you haven't. You've just been giving lip service. But deep down in your heart of hearts, you're lending, expecting back. You're only loving those who love you. You're only doing good to those good to you. You're only around those who give off good energy, right? Because good energy, you want good energy back. That's not love. Love came through when Son of the Most High died for the ungrateful and the evil. Again, I say, as verse 20 says, God is greater than your heart and he knows everything. This is how. Because after today, you don't have it in you to love. Because it's just not in us to do that. Only God can put that in you. Only God can equip you and give you that spirit to love the undeserving, the ungrateful, the unthankful and the rebellious. That's why he's greater than your heart. And he knows. He knows. He knows you wanna you wanna be of the truth. He knows you want your your heart assured before him for failing in this love aspect. He knows. And you say, I want another day. Guess what? 
tomorrow's a new day. Brand new mercies. I just encourage you to ask God. God, I can't love. Will you please, first off, ask Him for forgiveness. Ask Him for forgiveness for not loving. You know, the Bible says if you can't love your brother who you can't see, how can you say that you love God who you cannot see? Because again, like verse 19, by this we shall know we are the truth and reassure our hearts before him. Because I am a son of the Most High. My key was to me, kind and ungrateful unto evil. Be merciful even as our Father in Heaven is merciful. It's not something we do on our own. It's something we recognize we, we don't have. And we ask the one who does have it. Impart that in me. Because you did that for me. And you continue to do that. Lord and help me not to love. My worldly goods. More than. Those who are made in your image. Teach me to love. Help me to love. Again. By this we know love. You know, I just want to say a short prayer to pray us out and uh, end the podcast. So uh, let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word, Lord. I just thank you that it's not subjected to any of our feelings. It's love, real love that you you know, that you are. Help us to do the same, Lord. If there's anything this world is missing, is love. This kind of love. Lord, help us to love our enemies and to do good to those who hate us, to bless those who curse us pray for those who abuse us if anyone takes Lord it's not to expect it back whoever begs from us help us to give because we're sons and daughters of the most high help us to be kind the ungrateful and the evil as you did to us freely you gave to us freely we receive help us to freely go give and Lord we just thank you that for whenever our hearts condemn us you're greater than our hearts And you know everything. 
We just pray all this in your mighty name. Jesus Christ, amen. I'd like to thank all you guys who tuned in to hear this podcast about By This We Know Love. Let the one who is good, who is good, lay down his life for us that we be reconciled back to God. And, um, again, I talked on this and what the world needs. And, um, I, you know, no doubt, I hope you enjoyed it, but I hope it's something that dug down and you're like, you know what, I don't have that. And, Lord, I need you. But anyway, uh, that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Check in in a couple days or so. Uh, Share this with your friends. Share this with your Christian friends who think they're so Christianized and talk Christianese. And, you know, they don't love. But you're not doing it to bust them out to be like, I told you. But just so you can be like, man, check this out. You know, that was me. That was the guy who was talking on the podcast. Um, Anyway, uh, we know what love is, right? A lot of us can say after this one, well, that was easy. No, it wasn't easy, but now I know. Now I know. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in and uh, checking it out. Uh, Leave me a review. Wherever I'm on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, um, I forgot whatever platform, but I'm all over. Uh, let me know what you think. Email me j a y h e t c h thirty at yahoo.com or get at me on Facebook. Uh, I'd like to know who's all following, listening. And um, as I say to my church again and always, I hope you learned something, and you guys have a good night. Thanks. Bye.